Hello, and welcome to Fort Wayne Ballet's Kinetic Conversations. I'm Jim Sparrow. Our guest today is Karen Gibbons-Brown, Artistic Director of Fort Wayne Ballet. Karen is in her 21st season. She started her career in Columbia, South Carolina, and continued studies at American Ballet Theater, having danced professionally as well in South Carolina Chamber Dance Ensemble, Ballet Celeste, Bristol Ballet, and the Theater Ballet of San Francisco. She's also a world-renowned educator. In 2010, a new book authored by renowned choreographer Dean Spear entitled On Technique identified Miss Gibbons-Brown as among the world's 18 most respected ballet masters, pedagogues, and artistic directors. So with that, Karen, welcome. Thank you so much for having me today. As we mentioned, you're celebrating your 21st year as artistic director. What are some of the things you are most proud of during those 21 years? I think the first thing would be the students that we work with. Their successes are our successes, and we've been fortunate enough to have wonderful young people come through our program. Many of them have placed professionally around the world, and then many are just professionals out in the world sharing their love of dance. When you talk about ballet, ballet has a connotation to many people. What do you think the greatest challenge is with ballet when you say, I work for Fort Wayne Ballet? What's the initial hurdle that needs to be crossed? The first comment I get is, oh, that might be near a full-time job, is it? That's the first one. I think the other thing globally is people may not know that the word ballet really is French for dance. So it encompasses so many things other than what people generally think of as what we call classical ballet. So Fort Wayne Ballet is more than just one layer. The Academy is a foundational piece of Fort Wayne Ballet and the professional company, which we'll talk about in a minute. But why is the Academy so important and what's unique about the Our Academy? Well, the Our Academy of Fort Wayne Ballet trains young people no matter what their aspiration might be in dance. So we start with the three-year-olds in The Joy of Dance, which hopefully it is very joyful, and we go through, it's a lifelong learning. I think our oldest student She's taking a slight sabbatical because she had hip surgery, but she's 89 years old. So we have everything in between that. And it is a wonderful skill to help you in everything you do in life. There are so many other things you learn from dance other than just dance. And when you talk about that from the standpoint of the lifelong learning that would go into not just at the academy, but as a dancer... Why is it important to be in a mindset, uh, not only of a professional academy mindset like you have at the Hour Academy, but also to be the dancer you want to be throughout your life as a successful professional or pedagogue or whatever it might be? Why is it important to always be thinking about education first? You learn something new every day. No matter what your field, you should learn something new every single day of your life. We talk about the things you learn in dance. You learn discipline, motivation, time management, uh, control. You learn how to take care of your body for lifelong health. But to be a dancer at a high level, a professional dancer, all of those things are just a part of what you need to know. So we try and encompass those things along with clear technique. And we train dancers for many kinds of dance, not just classical ballet. That is the root. I want to make sure that we talk about that just a moment. The clearest way to a high-level professional career begins in classical ballet. So many people may not realize that Fort Wayne Ballet has been around for 62 years. They may not also realize that we have a professional company of dancers here. So tell us a little bit about that and the evolution of that in the 62-year history of the company. It was a rather organic evolution, actually. We had this academy that was lovely, and we were training young people, and they were wandering off and having these lovely careers. But we also had some young people who were really committed to staying in Fort Wayne and having a career here. So the company sort of evolved from that. And we began it about seven years ago with three dancers 
and we now have 12 paid professionals and about 22 other students or professional level dancers who are here to learn and try and be a part of the company, as well as our pre-professional dance training program. Uh, I think a lot of people are unaware that our dancers come from all over the world. In return, we actually send dancers all over the world to either begin their professional career or continue their career. So when you mentioned that, you touched just a little bit on the professional company and a variety of training levels below. So beyond the 12 dancers that potentially get paid and are on contract, the next tiers and the next levels, talk a little bit about what that looks like. What are those dancers that are up and coming but are professional or professionally tracked? What do those tiers look like? So you generally have what are called apprentices to a company, the main company. And uh, after that, you have the trainees who are hoping to become apprentices. Then if you take the next step, you have students. Most of them are still in high school. Well, all of our pre-professional students are still in high school, yet they all work together at the professional level. So when a repetiteur might come in, for instance, Charthel Arthur, I don't say who's who. I let them choose the dancers that they need to restage the work. And we cast according to the skill and the part the student or the dancer may need to fill for their own professional growth. So sometimes our repetitors choose students or apprentices or trainees rather than the paid professionals. This is an exciting year for the ballet. So tell us a little bit about some of the highlights in the upcoming pieces that we'll be seeing or some of the things that the ballet will be doing that are not the norm. It is an exciting year. I don't want to forget to mention that we have a very full season. We have, we're starting our performance season in September with what we're calling Light Rain, but it's three repertory pieces. We'll do Nutcracker, Cinderella. We have two Arts Lab pieces, one of which will be Phantom of the Opera, and the other will be, again, a repertory evening, a repertoire. But we have a couple of other things that are rather unusual and exciting for us. First, the company is going to China to represent Fort Wayne with one of our sister cities. And I think we have a few other performances along the route while we're in China. We are also taking our Nutcracker to Erie, Pennsylvania to perform. And that's quite exciting for us. So as we talked in strategic planning and growth about beginning a tour, we didn't quite mean that far away, but this came along and it's a wonderful opportunity for us. One of the things that we talked about at the beginning of this show was a little bit about the misconception of ballet. When you talk about the types of performances and the various things that are on the season, what do you think the greatest challenges are to getting people to potentially take the leap of spending an evening, whatever the repertoire might be? Where are those challenges and how do we get away from not forgetting the classics of Swan Lake and various other pieces that people are familiar with or think they are? and getting them to broaden their idea of what an evening might be and and the experience they might partake in? I think that's a whole nother podcast. (laughs) Um, I would say that those classical pieces are really the best training ground to do almost anything you have to do. And you can grow up in a ballet like Sleeping Beauty, starting with carrying the queen's train as a page all the way to Aurora, or the same for the prince, the males as well. Uh, I don't know that you're going to really often get people to step outside their comfort zone. We often have people come because they know someone in the production and they'll bring a friend along, which is a great way to start. But if you've ever been curious about what we do, and maybe if you aren't curious about what we do, it's a lovely evening and it's such a different way to experience theater. There's something about live theater and seeing things in three dimension that really makes a difference. You had alluded to and mentioned regarding the professional company and the varied places that the dancers come from. 
But one of the things I'd like to talk for a minute about is the summer intensive, the reputation outside of Fort Wayne for the company and for the training here. So can you talk a little bit about not only that with the summer intensive, but also some of the notoriety that the company is finding nationally with Point Magazine and some of the other things that it's now being noticed for? Right. Well, we're actually being featured at Point Magazine in this upcoming issue, which would be the September-October issue, and that's really exciting for us. Uh, I think as far as the International Summer Intensive, it began as a way for our students here in Fort Wayne to have exposure to different teachers, different styles of dance, and other dancers around the country so that they understood they weren't alone. There are many dancers that are going through the same thing that these young dancers are going through here as far as the commitment, the dedication, the passion. We started that way, but it has grown in the last several years to an international program, and we audition around the country, and we have a few international auditions. We select up to 60 students, and this year we had a waiting list for students to come and join us, in which case those dancers, it really is an intensive. In fact, if they survive it, they get a T-shirt that says they survived our (laughs) summer intensive. But they work about, uh, oh gosh, they have five classes a day plus a rehearsal five days a week and half days on Saturdays. The first week, they're tired and sore, but by the fourth week when they go home, they're really sort of sad that they're leaving. So it's really gained some significant traction in the dance world. So just to close, you've been here for a while. Um, You've been working in the community for a, a while, and we've talked about a lot of the wonderful things that Fort Wayne Ballet has done or is doing this year. What are some of your hopes for the future for the ballet? To keep growing, and that sounds funny, but I don't necessarily mean people. I mean in quality the people around our world that get to know us and that come and join us for a while. I think that's what I mean by growing. I'd like to see that happen. I'd love to see the repertoire continue to delve and dig into many of the 20th century masters as well as holding on to the classics, yet exposing our dancers and our community to what's new and hot, and that changes every year. Well, Karen, thank you for being with us today. Thanks so much for having me. That's our show. Brought to you by Fort Wayne Ballet and with support of University of St. Francis. Our guest today was Karen Gibbons-Brown, Artistic Director of the Ballet. My co-producers are Madison Cafaro and John Dawkins. To learn more about the ballet and hear our podcasts, please visit us at fortwayneballet.org. Until next time, I'm Jim Sparrow, and thank you for listening to Kinetic Conversations with Fort Wayne Ballet.